Travis. John. Hey. Hi. Hi. We're meeting for the first time ever. And, uh, and we've um, never met before. Yeah. I'm so glad we were able to do this together. Um, it's a fun project that we just started and it's called Mean Girls Interrupted. And I'm just so happy to finally meet you after so many emails back yes. and forth. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, through yeah. uh, through our um, MySpace our people, profiles. Our- Yes, oh. our people, which is our MySpace profiles. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, just kidding, guys. Okay, so welcome to uh, Mean Girls Interrupted. Yes. Which is uh, um, a, a nice little place for you to come to to listen to two gays talk about a movie they they both watched together yes. this week. And well, together, but also separate. Uh, together, but apart. Together but apart, because yes. that's how we do things around here. Yes, that's the new times. But um, so I'm John. And I'm Travis. And uh, today we are going to be talking about a hit movie, a hit. I, I don't know if it was summer or what, but it's uh, it's called The Northman. Yes. Some of you may have heard of it. Uh, yes. It was... It, What's weird about how this? could you not hear about this movie for some? It was like ever advertised everywhere. Well, it's kind of like how I did not know that Bjork was in this, which we'll get into that bitch later. I did um, know that she was in this and that I was like no part clue. of the draw for me was like, oh, Bjork's in a movie. Cool. I mean, honestly, the cast in general was kind of insane. And I was like, yeah. I have to see this. Yeah, I feel like um, interesting. But yeah, so The Northman, it came out in 2022. Too, so we're getting yes. current today. Yes, we are. We're actually current. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, it's directed by Robert Eggers, who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. And it was written by uh, Robert Eggers and a poet named, who goes by the name Sion, I guess. Wait, can I ask you a question? Is this yeah. Robert Eggers' third movie? Is this only his third project? Um, I don't think it's just his third one, but this would be like third so major, he, maybe. Yeah, so he did like The Witch was with like an indie phenomenon, of which course, launched, with Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, so this does star Anya Taylor Joy and Alexander Skarsgård. And oh, so, is it Anya? Is that how you, oh, I love that. Is that I how think you pronounce it? I believe it is Anya. Oh, I love that. Anya? Okay, and, uh, I've been saying it because it's like Enya. Enya Taylor-Joy, think about it. I mean, I love Enya. <laughs> Me too. Sail away, bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep interjecting. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so anyway, so this is, uh, it was released by um, Focus Features, and which is like the indie arm of Universal. I didn't. Okay. I was not aware of that. Fun fact. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the budget itself, so not, a, uh, was <laughs> astronomical. <laughs> so focus features is $60 million was that budget. So not a real oh, indie. Oh no, talking. it was actually more than 60 million. Oh really? It was between, they don't even have an actual budget. It said, Estimated between, budget, this num- yeah. it said between this number and this number, and they didn't make their budget back. <laughs> in theatrical release I, I can see that because like it did come it was out COVID in, times it was like beginning 2022 and like we yeah. had the whole like if, if, if you don't remember there was like a whole re-up of of, oh, yeah. of the virus <laughs> trust but, me i remember very well <laughs> yeah but it's, it's gross it's gross worldwide was uh like 68 Point five million dollars yes. within, within the first few weeks of its theatrical release, so which is great. It has it has it has a, a returned on its investment. Thank goodness. But enough about that, because yes. 
we need to talk a little bit more about this movie in terms of the story. And um, so, uh, I mean, if you're not living under a rock, then I'm sure you've seen advertisements for this movie. Also which, spoilers. Oh, yeah. I have spoil- to say at the top spoilers. Right. Definitely spoilers. So whatever. if you have not watched this movie and you do not care to watch it and you want to hear us talk about squawk <laughs> about it, excuse me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then please continue listening. Yeah. It's um, uh, it's it's like a Nordic tale. It's like a it is a, a Norse god fairy tale fantasy, but very rooted in realism at points. Um, yes, it's very hyper stylized. However, uh, beautiful. <laughs> but like you can tell that a lot of thought and care went into like the the details of the world and making it as authentic to the people who would be living during that time. So I, I was getting very like games of Thronesy vibes at yes, points. Were you? I was as well. I certainly was, but I think that's because it's so ingrained into us now. Right. Like if it's not like high fantasy, uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, medieval timesy, then it's uh if it's like period and like slightly darker and like cool tones, in the cinematography then but 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 robert eggers does a really good job at subverting that expectation because there were times like whenever uh like say for instance like ethan hawk's character rides back into town and i was like oh so we're doing game of thrones today john um, can i tell you i had no clue i still couldn't tell you which character was ethan hawk i looked really who who was Ethan Hawke? Which I one mean, was he? I, for, I knew that he was in this movie, but I didn't know who he was going to be. Like, so <laughs> I still don't know who I he was. I clocked him like immediately. But you like, did? also good for him on that on that rock and bod, though. Uh, you see, you see a lot of bodies in this movie. When you're talking about fantasy, we're not talking Alex <laughs> and shit. We're talking Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. We're talking the other one, the uncle. Yes, the gunkle. Dude, those bodies. <laughs> I was like, that's all underneath there. Good for you guys. Those bodies are insane. <laughs> I was like, okay, guys, <laughs> dial it down a notch. I know that you're eating a whole lot of protein, but maybe, uh, yeah, maybe protein, skip sure. a gym day here and there just to oh, kind of level not. it out. It, it seems like they, it seems like they, I was just like concerned they might have like a body, um, body, dysmorphia? Uh, body dysmorphia. Like maybe they're like trying to achieve like this unrealistic goal of like masculine beauty and stuff. And I'm just like, you guys don't need to do that. Well, if you think about it this way, Alexander Skarsgård has really not been in a major feature film. He was true blood and people don't um, really remember him uh, oh, outside about, of that. I mean, Tarzan happened in 2016, but did anyone <laughs> see that movie? I did not see that movie, but I, th- I, think, I think it was <laughs> fairly successful, but was not it? for me. I, I just hear Tarzan and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. When I hear Tarzan, I think flop. And yeah. so that's, I mean, essentially this would be the one where he's like, I need people to take me seriously. And by that, I mean, I have to have the hottest body on earth. Yeah. And we can get into that too, because it's like Alexander Skarsgård is like a very deft actor, performer, character person. But at the same time, I'm just looking at them abs and those abs don't make facial expressions. The thing is, though, is like he he did very well in this movie and I didn't need the body because he's covered up so much in like those rags that it's like, what was the point? And it's almost like he doesn't really have a lot of dialogue. A lot a lot of his character was very um, 
action oriented, I guess. And a lot was communicated silently. And yes. And there was like one little soliloquy moment, a couple of, he has like a couple of soliloquy moments in this movie where like, he's like kind of like digressing to the heavens or something like that. And, and I was like, Oh, like it was kind of jarring for me for like, Oh, this is what your voice sounds like. And instead of just like roaring, screaming and yelling. True. It was very much testosterone pizza for me. The testosterone pizza. <laughs> Starring Julia Roberts or what? Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Mystic Pizza. We need to watch that one too. Honestly, we could at some point. I've never watched it before. Me neither. Okay, so I guess should we get uh, yeah. into the plot? Uh, yeah, the plot, guys. This is where spoilers become spoilers a thing. ahead. Um, so the story it follows. Okay, so. Uh, what we're doing here today, here on this day, <laughs> is, is scrolling down to a summary that I don't have. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm just going to go off. So anyway, so this follows with it starts out with like a young Alex, a young version of Alexander Skarsgård's character whose name is Amleth. And uh, he's a prince of like this Nordic uh, community, this kingdom. And he is the heir to it, as you are as a prince. And he's uh, super excited that his like dad's coming home from like war and battle and doing like Nordic stuff. And it like takes place in like the year 862. Oh um, yes, I noticed that immediately. I was like, oh, eight after death, got it. Yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> uh, after whose death? We don't know her. We're not sure. Someone died. Yeah, someone died. 852 years before uh, this movie was. People are like, we gotta redo this calendar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, it's the Viking age and um so uh alexander's so almless dad he comes home and he's received by the court of this nordic court and uh guess who's the queen none other than the nicole kidman oh with and a wig a, with another wig <laughs> but also, i, I gonna, loved her wig though her wig was a clear, I mean, obviously they're only going to use lace fronts for movies like this of this caliber. But I mean, you could almost like catch where the lace was. The thing is, is I was mostly looking at the waves in her hair. I said, oh, look at the way those fall. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> but it almost seemed like kind of synthetic and not full human hair, which was like distracting for me. Was it? It seemed like maybe a blend of synthetic and um, because like it was picking up too much shine of the (laughs) light. It was like yarn, like some yarn. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was picking up too much shine of the light for me. And very raggedy Ann or what? I mean, this clearly is would be inexcusable on a Drag Race episode. Oh, for sure. But I mean, for this movie, it gets the job done. (laughs) It does what it needs to do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But anyway, but I mean, literally, because I watch Drag Race so much, I can't like uh, wigs in movies are now distracting for me. Um, They have to be. Honestly, I think they need to hire a drag queen to glue those lace fronts down because. Yeah. Someone out there isn't doing it right. Yeah. And like, great, cool. But like on like, cool, like they can like the the wig maker in the studio is doing a phenomenal job, like plucking those strands, cutting those hairs and everything like that. But it's like whoever's applying it on the day, I mean, needs to have have a higher pay level, in my opinion. Yeah, because that person's like, I got to go home. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's like, cool, great. Anywho's it. So anyway, so (laughs) so 
immediately in the story, you get introduced to who becomes the the bad guy, the antagonist, which is um um we'll we'll call him Gunkle. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but I looked him up and ooh. Yeah, and the characters' names are too crazy for me to even They're try. very hard to pronounce. So we're just <laughs> gonna go with the uncle. Yeah, the dark haired uncle. And who is um uh Amless Dad's uh brother. And you get right away some exposition that's very hardcore. You get Willem Dafoe in a jester costume with a with a false peen and he's Which like making insane. and he he is throwing <laughs> so much shade, immediately throws shade within the first two minutes, throws so much like horror like slut shames uh Nicole Kidman's character. Yes, yes. And it's like basically saying outing her as being like, look, while you're away at war for months at a time, she's fucking around. Oh. And um, and then they're just like very funny. You just go ahead and shut up over there. But but the brother, but the Gunkel's reaction to that is was anger. tells tells you everything. Oh, yeah. And this is a criticism I have of the movie that I'll get into later. But anyway, so but to move things along, uh, Ethan Hawke takes little tiny Amleth into like uh their little chapel the situation. shroom room is what I like to call the, it. Yeah, it was for the sure shroom, shroom room. Because <laughs> they didn't waste any time. So they're they're walking around doing some weird like puppy play, which was weird. Uh, John, um, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so, actually, can I tell you, I kind of cringed a little bit. I, I cringed like I because... I look away a little bit. Yeah, because a part of the lore apparently is like they, they uh, believe that whenever they go to war, they are turning into embodying the spirit of the wolf. Um, yeah. And so which like takes them out of their human personalities and they have like these wolf personalities. And so they're, they're on their, uh, their, their hands and knees going around. Uh, Willem Dafoe gives them shrooms and they start tripping balls. And, uh, and it's sort of an initiation, a ritual to get Amleth into his, his crossing over from childhood into manhood. Yes. And apparently you have to do puppy, pay, puppy play to do it. Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like a uh, wolf, wolf puppy play. Yeah. We don't king shame here, but. <laughs> no, but this has nothing to do with that, but it was a very weird moment. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. But anyway, so uh, they come out of the shroom room and they come down from the shrooms in the morning and they walk out into the snow and then um, an immediate coup happens. And can I tell you something, Travis? Yeah, you can, because I would love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so whenever they were like, uh, so some words are said in the shroom room where the dad is like, I'm going to die by the blade. He's like talking about, I was going to die. Yeah. His fate. And he's like, and he's like, like you're going to have to, uh, be uh, carry on the kingdom and you're going to be blah, 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 blah. You're going to be king and whatever. And as soon as they were walking out into like the silent, peaceful morning, uh, I was like, well, now he's going to immediately die. And as soon as I was thinking that, an arrow comes shooting off screen and into Ethan Hawke's chest. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, here we go. Uh, so yeah, so there's a, there's a cue. The, the, the gunkle comes in, cuts off Ethan Hawke's head and all is witnessed by a little tiny Amleth. Oh, and, um, don't forget. They try to catch him and Amleth cuts off a dude's nose. I thought that was very cool. Me as so, well. Yeah. So whenever he chops off his head and we actually get to see it, I was like, cool, we're going places here. And um, yeah, so this whole thing starts happening. Uh, he takes uh, he's being chased after these these other cronies and uh, he gets 
snagged up by one guy and the guy's about to kill little tiny Amleth, but Amleth slices off his his nose just clean. cuts it right off said got your nose yeah that would have been hilarious it would have been funny <laughs> <laughs> and his, his nose is actually in, in between his thumb and finger <laughs> yeah. got your nose yeah so anyway um, he, gets, he gets back he gets back to town where um a full stage riots happening full takeover of the town full takeover of their whole establishment everyone's dying yeah and he sees like his mom being carried out and like screaming whatever and um, the the guy uh, who he just cut his nose off, he comes back and lies to everyone and was like, I killed the boy. Don't worry about it. Totally didn't get away. Totally yeah. didn't, didn't slip my grasp. Totally killed him. OK, fine. I lost my nose in the process, but that's I lost what my I, nose. But, but, the boy's but dead. I, I got the job done. OK, wouldn't they ask for evidence, though? I mean, but it's back in the day, though. They didn't care about evidence. They need evidence. You're right, though. They did not care about evidence. There's a lot of things they did yeah. not care well, about. Well, he lied, though, in the, in the moment. He was like, he, he's in the river. I mean, he's in the ocean. Totally dropped him I in mean, the ocean. He was in the ocean yeah. in a boat getting I mean, the fuck away from yeah, him. He's like, he's like, I'll totally go and grab the body, but it's like pretty treacherous waters. So <laughs> but anyway, so so no knows uh, lies. And so Almuth is able to um, escape into the ocean somewhere south and, and then becomes we, a man and then we skip to it literally just says years later and on it's the like screen. 20 i believe it's 20 years is what they say because he's been gone for 20 years at one point yeah so so he's like he's like full full viking manski at this point and he, yes. he's rowing he's rowing like nobody's business they're he's rowing row- the boat He's rowing a boat viking ship with other vikings and all of them are super viking like <laughs> They are. They're all very Viking. Yeah. And then like, um, so he's like a part of this little mercenary group of Vikings. And bikes on bikes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was getting bikes on bikes vibes. And like, um, so how do you feel about the introduction to the Viking crew? So. I knew immediately. Obviously, you can tell they're Vikings. Uh, you can tell they're Vikings. They shoot those two people in the boat, which was super weird. Like, and they just, and like, they just laugh about it. <laughs> Stupid. It was like a weird thing that they added, but I enjoyed that element. And then yeah, well, it's more like exposition storytelling where it's like, you know, they're like, yeah, they don't care about human life. They're literally here to take yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Like like Alexander Skarsgård has not grown up to be like um, a soft, gentle person who seeks vengeance. He is a brutal commits atrocities person um yeah so <laughs> yeah so it raises the question immediately in my mind but where i was like so does like does he deserve the vengeance he seeks because it's like yeah but also um this is another problem of the storytelling for me because there's an asked and answered sort of trend in the movie and this whole immediate thing that we see him, him witness is like um like a father and son get killed, like peasants get killed off of a boat immediately, which um, which everything that is set up here by the, the director and the writer, like everything that is set up is telling you that it's going to happen and it always never fails to happen. So in that way, this movie is com- everything that happens is expected. And my there's never a subversion of my expectations in this movie. It's like, oh, they're 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 setting up that question, they're going to answer it. Oh, always, but I think it also plays into the fact that everything in this movie is based off fate. 
So it's uh, like, yeah, true, they, have true. To, they have to answer the question. <laughs> but, because but, but, but there's, yeah, but it's like, there's, they're, they're basically telling you the answer to the oh, question they that they're raising as they're raising the question. And, and I'm like, Oh, they're raising a question, but they're answering it, but it might have a twist to it. Never has a twist to it. No, it's always very, it's a very on the nose that has been it, cut off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's very much a literal movie. Like they, they don't try to, um, no, twist well, it up for you. It's weird because parts of it where I was like, is this literal or is this fantasy? Which we'll yeah. have to touch base on the the moon guy. The, oh yeah, the moon guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get there when we get there. But so as, so yeah. So Alexander Skarsgård. There's a like fast forward. He is um, pillaging a place where he meets his future love, which is Anya Taylor-Joy. She is a, a, a peasant lady worker in this village and that, that the Vikings seize and raid and sort of capture um, in an effort to get these people as slaves and because they are um, being sold. Yes. So it's, it's sort of like a, a slave driver economy. And uh, yeah, so they capture these people. They kill the people they don't want. And they they don't just kill them. They herd them into a home made of straw. Oh, right. And then they set the it on door fire. and light it on fire. Yeah. And there are all, all of the village people they do not want to sell is in this one hut. Yeah. Being uh-huh. burned to the so ground. It's, it's, it's a tiny children and babies and oh, yeah. and and the elderly. So all dying. <clears throat> yeah. So people who can't work essentially. And I have to say like this, this is our first like major action scene. How did you feel about this? Because I feel like, I feel like a, a big part of this movie's like uh PR was like the action sequences are phenomenal. Um, I actually was fully invested. Um, yeah. Do I, f- I thought it was very cool. I thought the way the camera, I love the direction of it. Everything, yeah. it flowed very well. And it yeah, also like truly the pacing, told I was surprised. Me, yeah. Oh, it told me exactly who these people are. And I also love that you see Anya Taylor joy right before you meet her character. When she comes up with that bread and the guy goes up to her oh, and she yeah, tries yeah. to stab him. And yeah, she's the, just the, first the background time character at this point. Right. She's she's fully in she's like in deep background and shit's going down around her. But you and like, see her briefly. Yeah, right. And they did a, a good thing where they put her center focus or center yep. framing. And like uh, they did. And so the first time he sees her, she um, she tricks a person and c- cuts their throat. And yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, OK, so, I was like, who's this? I'm like, that has to be her character, which it ends up. It is. Yeah. Um, so uh, but the way that they. So, okay. So before I thought we get that fight scene, by the way, was great. It was a great fight scene. It was like it, the, the illusion was all one shot. Oh, um, it was great. Was it? Yeah. Like, cause that's like, what it felt like. Yeah. They had like digital um, cuts where like it's, it looks very seamless, but the illusion is, is one shot. Oh, one cause take. it felt like one yeah. take, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Which they, it's like, that's like a motif that goes, th- that is throughout this whole movie it's very like Birdman in that way but like uh they so he is walking around at nighttime and he goes into that burned uh yes the burned building where he meets Bjork yep and Bjork is um is a witch or some kind of Nordic entity uh seer kind of person and she uh reminds him of his fate and also, 
and his goal and re- realigns. He's been lost in Viking land for a yes, while. He has. And so she she re-ups or recharges his vengeance mission in his mind. It's like you have to do this. And because this is you got to do it. She's, she's, this is she's, your timeline. She just That's, turns around and she's like, honey, you just got to do it. Yeah. She. Oh, also, by the way, I think you told me she helped create her own character and the way she looked Don, She yeah. looked fucking cool. She and looks also, fantabulous. I was like, holy shit. I was like, she's only in this for a little bit. And I'm like, why doesn't Bjork act more? Also, this role was perfect for her. Yeah. I mean, I liked her in Dancer in the Dark. Did you ever watch that? I did not watch that. It was Lars von Trier. Um, oh, it was a, oh, so a it was musical. Be, oh, a what? Yeah, it was a musical starring Bjork and it was dark. She gets hanged at the end of it. Spoiler alert. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, I mean, yeah, she sings like uh, these are a few of my favorite things in there. And oh. I'm like, and it's like very sad. Wow, that sounds Oh, okay, but yeah. enough of Dancer in the Dark must see Bjork film for sure. Well, she was a dancer in the dark in this, but I do think I we need to Literally, bring Literally, uh, she was. That was she a good really one. was. Um, so, but I do need to bring this up. Do you remember when she brings up that little that little uh tear? The tear that he has yes. to keep. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, yeah, I forgot about that element. That yeah. weird tear because they bring it up in the beginning and they bring it up at this point. But guess yeah, what? It's whenever. OK, yeah. So it's whenever um, little tiny Almuth is tripping on shrooms and he sheds a tear um, and uh, because he realizes that his dad is basically dying because he was dying of a wound. Yes, he was very bloody. He was uh, very bloody. They made him basically put his hand in the wound. Yeah, which was OK questionable choices um so uh anyway um yeah so he sheds a tear and then willem dafoe as a witch doctor like he comes up and he catches it and then he turns it into like this little glass crystal tear and is like this is the last tear you'll ever shed and so he's basically told no more crying until your last until it's time he said you can use this tear when you're ready yeah. And so she brings up the Bjork. Uh, she has possession of this tear and uh, basically like gives it back to him. And it's like, yeah. So whenever she gives after, him the tear and she's like, you have to go all after of this your is vengeance, nonsense. After your vengeance mission, you can shed this tear. Yep. And she's like, basically, you're not a Viking anymore. Get your ass back you're gonna get on that fucking slave boat and you're a slave now because your new job is to continue what you started yeah like now's the time and that's exactly what he does he swims in one shot by the way yeah he swims in like but so they the the, this was not like on set movie filmmaking by the way just this wasn't on set it was like this is like it was on location on location, this is fully, and these locations look really cold. And Wait, these people are in the water a right? lot. And let me tell you though, I was like, holy shit. When they showed those wide scenes, I was like, holy shit, this is such a beautiful, beautiful yeah, movie. If, if there's one thing that this movie has going for it, it's fully the cinematography, the scale, the scope, the the looks of the people, the it's, extremely beautiful well shot well done it is Um, very very beautifully filmed i have to give it that yeah and it's like i think um so yeah so anyway so he 
he stows away on dressed as a slave to the slave driver's ship. And that's where he starts his real relationship with Anya Taylor Joy, who is being sold into slavery. Yes. And but, he's but Anya also Taylor Joy. Yeah. Like Anya Taylor Joy, like clocks him right away. Like who wouldn't? So it's like you just. Yeah. You were one of the few Vikings who like killed everyone in our village. Cool. Um, she does. She literally is like, <laughs> I know exactly who you are. Also, yeah, she just like looks right at him. She's like wolves in sheep's clothing. Oh, yeah, she does. And she's like, if you want to be a sheep, you need to act like a sheep. She yeah, said, so like, you want to be a slave? You need to act like a slave. Yeah, she's like, look, girl, your act is tired. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, you may think you're legendary, but you ain't shit. She said, your wig is thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, tear having piece of shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they, uh, so, but they kind of, they form um, an alliance uh, and and she's basically like, if you want to kill everyone, cool. I'm going to manipulate from the inside. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. she so said, they, I will take their brain. She said, you break people's. You, what does she say? Does she say you break people's bones and I break people's minds? Is that yeah. what she says? She does say that. But, you know, for me, it talks a big game, but she never she really doesn't. We never really through. see it. And that, that set up this whole intrigue for her. I was like, oh, she's going to be like master manipulator she's gonna she's gonna like do some shit but maybe it's like a sub storyline that got on the editing floor john i was just about to tell you i actually read that they filmed a ton of this and they had to go back through and the director Mm. and the studio had to cut so many pieces to make the movie up to that the makes point sense. where the yeah. studio said, we're very happy with this. And he was happy with it. But the director said the hardest part about doing this movie was the editing because there was so much they had to get rid of. Yeah. I feel like that translates though. Like that it does like that feeling of like something's missing. There's come, elements that it comes across, there. but I would say, uh, I would say they did a very good studio action film but we'll talk about that whenever we review it here in a moment so if we just gloss right over this whole synopsis thing um long story short they get sold into slavery to none other than gunkle who is now married to and has children with nicole Nicole Kidman. kidman yes so he's like this is my moment for vengeance and I'm going to go buck wild on these hoes. And um, he absolutely does. <laughs> he so, goes buck wild. They think there's demons. Yeah. So uh, he's sneaking around at nighttime, uh, playing with their, like toying with their expectations of like what the threat against them actually is. And so it's determined that there's a demon afoot. There's like a, some kind of harmful spirit that's after them. So, um, they, they do a lot of stuff to try and prevent that from happening. They do, which includes a sacrifice, which yes. is insane. A human sacrifice, which is uh, thwarted by none other than Alexander Skarsgård. But so while all this is going on or through this whole thing, Alexander Skarsgård, he um, it gets very sort of irrelevant fable folklore for me anyway, because like his fine, having to find like a special sword didn't really mean a lot to me in the in the long short of it. I can tell you why none of this kind of see. OK, so obviously I watched this with Redacted and he was like, I'm not really sure I know what's happening. And I said, well, because what they're doing is they're towing the line of the fantasy part of where the story originates. This is a real story. 
Yeah, it's almost it's like not the, based it, off a real person. This it was is based almost off like of folklore. Yeah, but it was like too like obligatory folklore. Follow a fox to find a special sword in the stone type of, of situation. Sword in the stone, a fight some demon monster who can't go into the moonlight. Which the whole which, thing, which is a cool sequence, but goes on way too long. Very, it's very and, cool. But yeah, I I'm with you on this. So they didn't have to have, if you're going to have the fantasy elements, make a fantasy movie. Mm -hmm. Because at this point I'm like, at what point is this, is this really happening or is this his brain creating these things? Yeah. I, and, uh, because Because I didn't, I really didn't understand. But then when the sword wouldn't open during the day, I was like, okay, so it is real. I'm like, so <laughs> yeah, I think the magic is real, obviously. The but magic is real. But I think it was just more of like a filmmaker choice to like root it in as much hardcore reality as possible. You know what I okay. mean? But the magic is real. The magic um, is real. Got it. And but it but for, for, for me, it was in it was inconsistent. Yes. That's why it was hard for me to understand. Yeah. Is this real magic or is this just something? Is this just an element that we're right. being that, that's added for uh, who like, knows what for entertainment like, value. Like is, like is his brain broken and he's he's like these are his subjective feelings of what's going on. I you could know have what I done mean? without the I could have done without the magic quote unquote magic and just yeah. had like this. They they're these Vikings that are built up in this because the world real where, story the real story is the family vengeance. It's yes. a revenge movie and. It's, it's, whenever, it's only it's only whenever we come back to that whole storyline and that that that's driving it forward that I'm like, oh, OK, I'm fine. I'm back on board. But whenever it kind of like had these these kind of long sequent sequential like digressions of like the fantasy, uh, it took away from that core story. And I was like, where are we going at this point? I can, I can tell you this. So like, I, I don't need I don't need 15 minute really super cool scene of yep. finding a sword in the stone and uh, and whatnot. John, I was going to tell you, I, okay, I'm with you on that. I'm glad you said that, but I will say this. You're right. Cause it goes off on segments and I'm like, these segments are really amazing, but they feel out of place. They, yeah, they seem disjointed from the narrative, they do. And, which, which for me is like a fun little trick of like screenwriting and, and directing a film where the storytelling aspect is just maintaining that tension throughout. And so those scenes diminished the, the rising tension that they were setting up and doing so well on in the beginning. I just wanted the revenge. I wanted yeah. more of the slave people come working together to make this absolutely yeah. a nightmare for the slave traders yeah. and for the uncle and the mom and the shitty kids. Yeah, the kids were brat shits, but and who both die, so that's great. Oh yes, and they <laughs> both they absolutely deserved it. Yeah. So long story short, I mean, we could really just get to it where um, this whole thing, this whole story culminates. The climax of it is basically um, uh, Almuth Alexander Skarsgård has overrun the the village enough to, and gives the power to the slaves and who. There's an uprising. And John, they burn the village down. And at this point, I was going to tell you, yeah. they burn the village down. And I have to say this, it bothered me because I was thinking, there's no one alive left anymore. 
Alexander yeah. Skarsgård slash Amleth has killed literally everyone and put a sword through the noseless guy's face. By yeah, the really, way, everyone, yeah, super very, cool moment. That, that is a payoff. That, that's like one of the the better payoffs of this whole thing. Was like he gets super that cool moment. moment. Yeah, I was so. like, holy shit! But they burn the place down. Everyone's gone. The threat no longer exists. They've all they've made themselves now subject to nature. And the nature yeah. around them in this very cold place when they could have just turned that place into their home. Uh, I right, hated dude, that moment. I had that thought too. I was like, where are they going to go? I hated that it's moment already, so it's already bad, a place, John. It's already a place that's really harsh and hard yes. to survive in. I'm like, you guys, they, you have to rebuild a home now. They burned you. everything to the ground <laughs> and they had no reason to do it aside from it being like, a dramatic you know what, we need visual. fire. We they, need fire. Like, drama. We need drama it um, so, have to happen so anyway um yeah so the the one of the twists of this is like uh, he confronts he finally goes up to his mom and reveals himself as as her as her son and she's like i don't want you i don't know her i don't know she's yeah like, i don't know yeah. her although she does she, she's with like, them. yeah that was weird but like that she was like <laughs> so she so she kind of um uh yeah she kind of what's it like blows up his whole perception of what happened with the coup that he ran away from as a child. It was, it was her idea and she was working in cahoots with Gunkel. She and basically said, Hey girl, Hey, um, I never wanted you. Your dad was a piece of shit. I had by dad the way, killed. reveal. It was yeah. the, a reveal is that she was actually a slave to, um, yep. Alexander Skarsgård's dad. And yep. he never knew yep, because she uh, showed him a brand. Yeah. And so she, um, uh, yeah. So she had her own vengeance mission that we never even knew about. We didn't and subplot. Now, and now he's come to save her and she's like, I don't need you. I, I mean, don't want to be saved. And she's like, actually, I want you dead because I have my own family and heirs and you can't fuck this up for me, bitch. But he does. But he does. She he, kisses him, which is super weird. The mom's totally like, we weird. could do this together. So she yeah. kisses him, then tries to stab him. And but whenever he rejects her, she's like uh, on a mission to kill him. And yeah. so she uh, he like comes to like kill her. Basically, he's like, got to kill mom. And uh, so he comes to <laughs> kill, her. kill her <laughs> and she comes out. And Nicole Kidman has like this little cool sword fighting moment with Alexander Skarsgård. But he chops her down, chops her whole family down. And then um, Gunkel shows up and is like super sad. But instead of fighting right then and there, they're like, you know what? We need more drama here, hunty. Meet me at the gates of hell. And, and the gates of hell is a literal act of um, about to explode volcano with lava oh. and everything. And for some reason, they strip down. John, that volcano was hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, um, so was that fight scene. It was uh, so unnecessary, uh, but I was like, I can't see a single swinging dick. I mean, uh, I mean, the, there's got to be a director's cut. John, I was very disappointed. I said, <laughs> I said, what is this? I can see the shapes of everything but that. And there yeah. had to have been. I mean, unless they're both wearing like modesty cloths in which they have to edit that out. They um, uh, absolutely. I'm sure they were. They're like, we're yeah. not trying to have her balls out for this. So they have a, they have a full naked, muscly, sweaty sword, sword fight. 
it and wasn't the sword fight I was looking for, but I got what yeah. I needed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, Alexander Skarsgård comes out on top. He does. Uh, <laughs> he decapitates his uncle dead. And um, he but his also, uncle stabs him in the process. In the yeah, heart, by the yeah. way. They basically just like kill each other at the same time. And uh, he, Alexander Skarsgård is laying there and he's like super sad. And he sheds that final tear. He's actually not even sad. He's happy because he died the way he was oh, intended. Oh, happy tear. And he used the happy tear and then the Valkyrie comes and takes him away. And that's where the movie cuts to black, roll credits. Yep. But um, also, I got to say, Anya Taylor-Joy's final moment was actually kind of cool. Like I she, thought she it was really pretty. She gets away on a ship. Um, that was good acting, by the way. I, that oh, was one of my favorite scenes when he jumps into the water and she... This so, she, so we left some shit out for you guys so you can right, watch she, it. <laughs> she is a little bit of a magician herself because she, she actually summons wind. Well, she talks about being a, uh, what do they call them? A C, it starts with an S. She is a magical person, but she uses the earth. Right. She talks about it at one point. Right. But I mean, but that, that's another problem with me. Yep. I, I wanted more of that. It's parts that get cut out because they had to cut so much. Yeah. I feel like her part was, it, they like, I, uh, yeah. her character was not meant to be secondary, I don't believe. And it ended up becoming a secondary character with elements that right. didn't have to be there. Because she, at, at some point she full on takes them out <laughs> of harm's way. Um. Like, like, was it, was it her that sent the Ravens to save him? That's what I want to know. Or because, was it the witch? Was it, um, because was it she, Bjork's witch character? Um, well, I mean, it was Odin, but like, why would Odin come for you? Like, wait, okay. Wait, Bjork played Odin? No. The, you know, like whenever he's like hanging, hanging and like, uh, these Ravens come in and yes. like chop oh, him yes, down. Oh, yes, of course. They, he, they, sees, he sees a figure dressed in black that's Odin. Oh, the one behind him. Yeah. And then he thinks that he's dying, but Anya Taylor Joy like stowed him away yeah. to a hot spring. I'm like, how does she do that? Well, you think it's a Valkyrie. Also, is that bitch wearing braces? Do you uh, remember when grills, she was. Honey. That's what it was. Okay. I thought, I thought that's what it redacted was like i think she's wearing braces i'm like they didn't have braces then but i don't know what she's wearing but let me tell you she looked really cool yeah the she valkyrie looked, looked so really cool, cool. and really if you guys cool. don't know what a valkyrie is it is a spirit that takes you to valhalla and they're on a horse they take you and this valkyrie looked amazing and i, I believe valkyries are all women it's an army of women it was so cool. Yeah. You, it was that part was cool. I was like, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a really cool one. But um, anyway, so Anya Taylor Joy's like final moment there was really well acted by her. She is yes. a star. This is her. She is the moment. This kind of yeah. solidified it for me. Yeah. Like it shows also like she was pretty fearless in what she was willing to do. Like oh, she was naked a lot in that movie, too. Yeah, a lot of everyone was naked in this movie. It was crazy. You, you want to know what? Yeah, there was a lot of body, the body, yaddy, yeah. yaddy in this movie. And, yeah. And it was like artful, tasteful, whatever. It but, looked good. <laughs> Everything it felt right for the moment. Yeah. But I mean, we left out a lot of details. But Travis, what did you think about this movie overall? So overall, I thought the movie, I thought the movie, the movie, I, I thought the movie <laughs> was very well. So obviously you can tell that there were things that had to be cut because this movie was probably going to be three hours long. It was nearly that. 
And it was nearly that. And I think it probably could have been longer because who knows how much they left on the floor. I mean, it's, Titanic was like a, a double VHS yeah. in a day. It was, it like, felt choppy, but I'll give it this acting about an, I'm going to give it about an A. I'll give it an A. The acting was an A based off yeah. of everybody. I thought the cast was great. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, the film itself if, if you guys want to see some cinematography, holy shit, come to yeah, this movie. Come come to the party for the uh, cinematography. And it is unreal. It actually, at moments, I had goosebumps at some points, those wide angles. Like, yeah, it was just, just like the color unreal, palette. That is like sort of the stamp of Robert Eggers is. And also all of your favorite witch cast is back to to play cameos. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. And I love the witch, dude. Yeah. So the mother is there. The, the, she person, is? the person who does play that actual crone, witch, uh, is, is in it. Really? And yeah. I think, I believe she plays like the, cause like every village has like their magician. Yes, uh, of course. Yes. Uh, every village does. Who's like a major important person in the Wait, community. Is she the one with the white hair? Yeah. She's the white haired one. She who like, is. That's her. Yeah, yeah, and so and also like the the dad who dies is there's a there's a a moment between Anya Taylor Joy uh when, like right before she's about to escape on a boat the guy who owns the boat is is the is one who plays her dad in the witch yeah and also the one who plays sh- the one who plays her mother is a very background in this movie wait I love that they've done that that's really yeah. cool and they're all like these what really a cool undersc- fact yeah I mean it's like we told you we're bringing yeah. facts bitch. Bringing facts, hunty. But oh, if we do want to get into facts, okay. So I really did respect this movie for what it was. But I'm, I'm, I'm very sort of glad that Robert Eggers did not sort of die on any hills whenever it came to studio notes. And I think he's vocal about that. Like he wasn't like, no, it's got to be this way. He did like he what was, he had to do, and you could tell he was right, like, we got to get this out. I think Robert Eggers is a very remarkable filmmaker and has a very distinct voice in in the stories that he chooses to to tell and um and i think in order to see what his full potential is he had to do this movie in a studio-esque way yeah because he did the witch was was like a phenomenon probably was not supposed to be as success as successful and influential as it was but it um, was the witch was it f- incredible dude yeah i don't think people expected that to happen but it did which led to him doing the lighthouse um which, which i did not watch which is w- willem dafoe and i watched it and it's it's full-on art house movie is it willem dafoe yeah, Willem Dafoe and um, Robert Pattinson and Robert Pattinson and great film. But I feel like that was a nail in the coffin, maybe for him career wise, because it it although it's very great, it's not going to it didn't sell well. Uh, uh, so I so think he kind of had to do what he did with this. I think doing this movie and then like recutting it to make it into something that's more palatable and studio esque and actiony was a great choice because now the next thing he's going to be able to kind of evolve and hit that potential of like sort of Robert Eggers full came here. Sorry, bitches. Wigs are snatched. This is this is me. I do weird fantasy, awesome, cool craziness. And here is also my original voice. And so, yeah. Yeah. I but just, anyway, I don't know. You just what? Oh, I was going to say, I just 
like I I will say this since I watched it, which was a few days ago. Yeah, I have not stopped thinking about it, which is I, kind of good. I think in the sense yeah. I really haven't stopped thinking about it. There are scenes in that movie that I truly was like, wow. Yeah. I'm like, wow, dude. Yeah. You have to admire their, com- admit, admire to their commitment. You know what it's, I mean? Cause, cause yeah. the, things could be cringy, like the whole dog barking and I howling thing. I get why they had it. But for me, I was like, ugh. I yeah. Said, like, ugh. like he's like howling with a, with a, with a little tiny fox at some point. And I just, I, I thought it was cute, not intimidating. No, it was not intimidating. Um, that fox was adorable, though. That little blue fox. Whenever it started yapping, I was like, oh, so, which then- was not the desired effect <laughs> for that particular scene. But um, oh, so fun fact. So the originally cast. Um, uh, wait a bit, 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 bit. So Alexander Skarsgård's brother, Bill Skarsgård, was originally cast as Thorir, but dropped out due to a scheduling conflict after the delay of filming to COVID-19. Which one was the rear? Was that the, the brother? I think it was the, I think it was the son. It was the <gasps> shitty oh, son. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. The one whose heart he ripped out. We're telling all this stuff. You guys, you're going to be like, <laughs> what? Okay. You're going to uh, have to watch this movie. We, we did sell it to you in a different way, but hey, go yeah. see it. Yeah. It was supposed to be like a family affair, which would have been interesting. Oh, uh, how are you going to watch this with your family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, are they also into incest? Like, oh, uh, dude, when that happened, I said, oh, okay, very, that yeah. gave me very Cersei. Yeah. That was, that was giving Cersei. Uh, that was everyone. Lannister behavior. <laughs> it was very <laughs> Lannister <laughs> behavior. I was a very, in, I'm a full Anya Taylor-Joy fan. How about you? I am. I, like, I, sh- I for sure am. Except am, for that X-Men movie that she was oh, in. What? No. No, don't get me. I loved that. You did. <laughs> John, it wasn't for me. That was that was one that was actually delayed releasing because Disney bought 20th Century Fox BT dubs. So I whenever think, you're watching that, you're watching a much younger Anya Taylor-Joy. It, it wasn't her acting. The movie itself, I felt it was very flat. I'm so sorry because I love the cast. And yeah, I the cast was that, cool. But I mean, that's like no harm for her career. No, not at all. Not for any of them. It was just a movie that because she's an interdimensional bench who can like teleport all around, which I kind of liked. It had huge potential, but for me, it fell flat. But we're not talking about that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Anya Taylor Joy. But I mean, like as soon as she did the Queen's Gambit, like it was like over over. for all these hoes. It's over for all these hoes trying to do the same thing that she's trying to do. Like it's. Uh, you know, like become a giant star, like her star potential is limitless. And I feel like this role for her and coming out during this time in her career, it's like, watch out. This role was perfect for, I'm not joking. This was hands down next to the witch. I was like, this role was made for her. She's able to fucking go there. And it shows like in her, her last image is her acting her fucking face off. Summoning the wind. How the hell is she? She looks like, I don't even know. She's ethereal. There's something about that girl. Yeah. Her face is uh, insane, dude. Yeah. It reads on camera. It's crazy. Like her presence and her acting ability. I mean, it's not like she's like a large a, a hardcore character actress, but her characters are always very distinct, which is and she did nuts. well. 
Yeah. Nicole did well also. I mean, of course, what were we expecting? I mean, she kind of came in and was like, I'm an evil witch mom. She wasn't a witch though, by uh, the way. Just evil. Yeah. She's got some fucked up problems going on, but she does. And like, and I'm glad that they gave her character more than just like a damsel in distress vibe. It was like, she was like, Oh, by the way, I'm pulling all these strings. Oh, by She's the like, way, I'm the puppet master. Just, just so catching, you know. just catching, just filling you in. Just, yeah. just so you know, like before you embarrass yourself, I just have to tell you that this isn't what it looks like. Yeah. This, you, <laughs> this you isn't think what you, you think it hand. is. Yeah. This is what you think it was. I'm I love sorry. that she said, I'm going to be the death of you. Yeah. And it's true. She essentially was the death of him. <laughs> Pulling the strings. She was. She was the puppet master the whole time. Yeah. Um, I but guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you uh, think? Do you, what else is there? Are there like any other? It left me wanting more from Robert Eggers, which I think we're going to get in the next one. For sure. I, I wonder what he's going to choose to do. I really think that this is going to be. More, I'm definitely more interested in what Anya Taylor Joy is going to be doing. And I can tell you in two shakes of a Persian kitten's whiskers. Oh, um, oh good. <laughs> 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 and uh, I don't know how we're doing on time, but we probably should we're start almost wrapping there. things up. We're almost there. We have about five minutes, I think. Oh, right. So she's going to be full. So instead of starring alongside other people, she's full time going to be Furiosa. Wait, Did you know that? She, I thought somebody else had been cast for that role. <laughs> No, so like it's a prequel to uh, yes, the, no, the yes, I, I, I remember. So it's a younger Charlie's Theron, and it's I probably it's probably the, it might have been it might be the story I'm guessing of how she lost her arm, like, but yeah, Furiosa, she is Furiosa. That is her movie. I did not know she had been I, cast for that. I'm very excited about her holding down a full movie like that. So, and also she's going to be a Nosferatu. Uh, who is she playing? Nosferatu, I hope. I hope, be hilarious. That, I hope that's the direction they've <laughs> and, gone. And Nosferatu is Robert Eggers' next movie. I was going to say, she's going to be in everything he does. He yeah, essentially like, created her, which I hate yeah, to she, say because she's she, the muse, yeah. she has the power to do whatever, but he was the one who was like, he We're put her on, on this, the map. He put her on the protagonist leading lady journey in her first movie. So well, she was also it's weird because like she kind of wasn't the protagonist. She ended up being yeah. the antagonist, which I fully loved. I was here for it, too. But I mean, that was more of like a Rosemary's baby kind of it really like, kind of was like there. There's an external force like, and you stood no chance from the very beginning. I love stories that are in that framework. It was fit. So oh, we keep going back to the witch, but overall, um, I guess we should. Okay. We do kind of have to wrap this up. Okay, so, cool, cool, cool. 89% tomatometer. Oh, okay. 89%. What did we get? Like, uh, so the tomato meter for all of you, we call it the tomatometer here. Yes. Uh, 89% fresh, but the audience score 64%. Really? 64%. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what do we have like a Metacritic? Do we have like, um, I don't know, but what would you give it? So let me, let me think. So how about, how about, about, uh, out of 10 Valkyries or I was going to say, how about out of 10, uh, severed noses? Yes. Okay. Out of 10 severed noses. Oh, I love this. Good job. Good job. Good job. (laughs) So out of 10 severed noses. 
Um, okay. It's really hard for me to weigh this. I don't want to go with the audience. I think I'm going to give it a seven. I'm yeah. not going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a seven. Seven is fair. And that's also my score just because this movie has extraordinarily strong elements to it. John, it's just so beautiful. I don't think I could give it anything less than that because yeah. it, it, that the beauty of it is carrying the movie. Not it's to, an not, amazing. Yeah. The story it itself. Sure. It, it's fun. It's part of the, yeah. it's part of the movie. Like yeah. some parts of these movies, I was like, wow. Yeah. It could then, have been the, the so story, much more. The story wise, if I was just going on story, this would be more of a four to five. But yeah, yeah. but story. because it's so beautiful uh, to quote Laomi, I'm giving you a seven tonight. Yes, yeah, I'm giving you a seven tonight, <laughs> Laomi. She knows. You see, the movie tried to come here and do yeah. what it meant to do. But the beauty was carrying you. The beauty carried it. And yeah. uh, the acting was good. A seven. Yeah. I'm giving yeah. it a seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, glad that we could land on that point. Yeah, uh, but I would very much recommend just giving a shot. Watch it. Watch The Northmen. And um, I'm glad you guys all came here today to listen to two queens just digress about a movie. We did. And we digressed and uh, digressed and digressed. Yeah, we left it all on the table for you guys. Since I continue to digress, we do have to say this. (laughs) We say this at the end. Yeah. These people put in a lot of hard work. People who create movies. <laughs> yes. And the hard work comes across on this movie. We're, those those uh, actors in that cold ass water. I felt bad for them. Dude, me too. It looked cold. I'm going to say this. These are all our opinions. We are, will never say like, you know what? I don't yeah. think the movie, we're not sitting here trying to, we, we can't disparage. do better than this, honey. <laughs> I'm not sitting here being like, oh, fuck your drag. Cause I'm not out here making a movie. No. You know what I mean? No, but unfortunately I am giving you a seven tonight. I'm going to give you a seven tonight based purely off of that. But so, uh, as John was saying, we do appreciate you guys, uh, coming here. Yeah. If you thanks for showing out and yeah, like comment, subscribe, subscribe. Leave us a review, please. Uh, give us five stars oh, if you also, so choose. Email if if you want to email us. Uh, the the it's in the description. Uh, so let us know if you want us to watch a movie and and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it and we'll do our best to um we'll do our best to do our best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, Travis, um, it's so lovely seeing you every week, John. I. I am so glad you said that because I knew you would. And I agree. You're like, I love seeing me too. <laughs> right here in this little box, this little box in the corner. Your, your jungle box. Travis has so many plants, oh. so many plants in his mise-en-scene. Yes. Uh, by the way, mise-en-scene was going to be my note for this was a beautiful mise-en-scene in this oh, movie. Could you explain to me what that word is? After, uh, do you all want to learn? We'll do it. We'll do it next time. We'll do next, next time, time. I think what we're going to watch is a surprise. So yeah. we're not telling any of you what that is. Uh, you just have to wait and see. And with that, Travis, I guess we're going to, I'm going to see you at the movies. Roll the credit. Cr- just roll the credits. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>